Welcome to Mirror Minutes. I'm your host, James Holland, partner at Millennium Investment and Retirement Advisors, an independent registered investment advisory firm, where we specialize in assisting employers design and run the retirement plans they offer their employees and helping financial advisors build successful practices. Our method is proven to reduce the labor, cost, and liability of plan offerings, ensuring that participants have the best path to reach their retirement goals, while at the same time teaching advisors to enhance their relationships with plan participants. Stick with us to make the complex simple. Welcome back to Mirror Minutes. I'm your host, James Holland. Thank you again for a little time invested. Uh, a little anecdote about my personal life. Uh, in my email signature, the word inventor appears. And while I've been in the employee benefits slash 401k space for over two decades, I get more questions about that than I do about uh, the financial advising piece or the pension consulting pieces. So um, <clears throat> you have to wonder, how does a financial advisor get into the world of inventing? Uh, haphazardly, I think, would probably be the, the best way to uh, approach it. But one of the things, and for those who have never been involved uh, in the space, while it uh, is a bit, uh, very interesting and exciting, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of time and, and cost that goes along with the process. Um, it will certainly uh, try you, which is probably why not everyone gets into the space. But one of the things that we wanted to do was what our focus here at Millennium is all about making a difference. And we talk about changing the retirement plan area for not just plan sponsors, but for participants so we, we kind of fell in, and, and I'm not going to give away the whole story because uh, on the next episode, my partner Rick, who truly is the brains behind the invention, uh, while he was, and uh, Bert Carmody, who is a, uh, was also a, a partner Millennium, who uh, uh, passed away but was one of the founders um, of, of, the, of the patent itself, the two driving forces behind it kind enough to allow myself and Will Branch, my associate, to be part of the process. Um, I think, and again, we're not going to give away the details. We'll save that for uh, Rick to share the story on the next episode. But it does, it, it ties in, A, as I made mention, because uh, for those who aren't familiar, uh, in order to receive a patent, the idea has to be novel. It has to be, uh, has to benefit society, and it has to be and you guys are going to kill me because here comes blooper number 1,000 for this one, unobvious, unobvious to a skilled practitioner. So those are, those are the three hurdles. So uh, when we were first going through the process of putting together, and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, tease it a little bit, it's called the plan analyzer. Um, again, we're not going to get too granular. I'll let Rick uh, give you the details there. But as we were developing it, um, Rick made it, it was almost like a, a Microsoft thing. So we're trying to find a way to simplify the retirement plan space. And it went from, you know, version 1.0 to version, you know, 90.0. And by the time we had finally got to the point where we thought we were finished, and that's another thing. Um, and I don't know, uh, I think there's over 10 million patents out there or some, you know, insane number. Uh, but the reason, and again, I'm, this is pure conjecture on my part. I don't have any analytics. But the reason that the Microsofts and those other companies have like hundreds of thousands of them is the 
what as soon as you get in, you realize it never ends because there's always a way to try and and make it better. So uh, while we haven't come up with patent number two yet, the process um, is never ending because obviously you're trying to evolve and always try and find a better way to do something. But when we were putting the the ideas on paper, it was very, very, again, we talk about it all the time, Arissa being as complex as it is, we were trying to find a way to simplify it. Uh, we were speaking to a, a CPA firm. Uh, again, we mentioned earlier, larger plans uh, need plan audits. So there are CPA firms that specialize in, in doing audits for these retirement plans. We were speaking to one of the partners at one of these audit firms, and he said, listen, you know, if you want to if you want to get their attention, you have to make it simple. You have to make it a number and you have to put a time frame on it. You have to let them know that they're, you know, there's only a window that they have to act before, before the hammer comes down. So that was, uh, Rick, as I made mention when we were having that conversation with Rob is, a, uh, and besides being incredibly intelligent is very detailed oriented. So when he lays out, his explanation for things, sometimes it can get very deep, which again, uh, a good number of people, uh, present company included, might miss out on. So we were trying to find a, uh, a simpler way of, of putting it together, which again, led us down the process, but we never thought uh, it was patentable, what we were doing, because more or less it was an idea. So you really can't patent an idea. You know, you, uh, like uh, the wacky wall walker that little toy you used to throw against the wall and climb down, that thing is patented, okay? That's, a, that's an object. People understand that. You know, there are uh, computer things that are all patented because it's something that you can, you know, you can feel and you can touch. We never, we never thought this process was uh, patentable. It falls into the software category. Again, we're not going to go down the patent rabbit hole here, but we were trying to get some insights since one of those uh, hurdles you have to get over is that non-obvious to the skilled practitioner. So as we were developing it, we were sharing it with uh, CPAs and other financial advisors and attorneys that we had worked with in the past and obviously uh, respect their experience and their opinions on things. And we were looking for people to poke holes in the process because we wanted to make sure that obviously we dotted all our I's and crossed all our T's beforehand. So as we were putting together this system we were going to use, because again, the patent wasn't an idea. We shared it with an attorney friend uh, who within, I'm going to say half hour, 45 minutes of seeing it called and said, uh, you know, have you guys patented this? And we're like, uh, what are you talking about? It's not a thing. It's an idea. And she explained uh, uh, on a very high level, the intricacies of uh, intellectual property. It turned out that there was an IP department, within uh, her office. And she said, I want you to at least have a conversation with our, our patent person. So we got him on the phone, uh, terrific guy. Uh, a little bit of an aside, he was literally on his way out the door for a three-week vacation to Ireland and said, you know, guys, not for nothing, but I'm leaving to the airport in a couple of hours. You know, can this wait? And we're like, uh, we don't even know if we're wasting your time. So, you know, it, it certainly could. We kind of walked him through it and he literally said, no, hold on a second. I really, yeah, I, ha I have to do this and file it now because we want to put your marker down. So again, without getting into too much of the process, you have to get a provisional patent before you go through the process to actually get a patent. But he was so convinced that this was the idea. He literally changed his flight 
and took the extra time to file the provision for us, which we are eternally grateful for. Um, but then he also said, oh, by the way, now that I've done that, keep in mind that, you know, like 92% of software patents fail and the average cost is X thousands of dollars. <laughs> so good luck. And of course, you know, since we have a money tree in the backyard over at uh, Millennium's headquarters, we figured why not? Um, so it was about five years in the making to get to that point. And then almost another uh, two years of going back and forth. And you get assigned a person at the patent office. You put your claims in. They argue against. They make sure no one else has it. Um, and again, Rick can speak more to the details. But uh, after having gone through the process, and again, my involvement was limited at best, um, would be a generous uh, description of it. Rick was doing most of the heavy lifting along with Will. But uh, the idea of the ownership afterwards, again, is, is, is quite, uh, quite fulfilling. Again, uh, because it's not something everybody has. And so it, it, but it also, um, for self-serving reasons, it's almost an instant credibility builder, okay? Uh, because that's something people can check. You can go to, you know, the patentoffice.com and you can put in the, anytime, obviously there's a, there's a stamp on it that says it's patented. And I think ours is patent number 10 million and something. I don't even know, but you can literally go, you know, check it out. And then people say, wait a second. You know, if, if they took the time to invest all the energy in developing this program product, whatever it may be, then it might, you know, this might be something I want to hear a little bit more about. And again, not to mention that it also gets to make a difference. And we'll get into more details uh, during the next episode when Rick's able to join us. But if we can help plan participants save some more money towards their retirement, then obviously the investment is, is, is fully worth it. But, uh, I caution everyone that there are, it's a, it is an absolute roller coaster. You know, you're, you're like, okay, we're just about there. And then you get the news that, nope, they can't accept this. And then you have to go back and redo that. And you have to add illustrations and it's almost like, you know, being an architect drawing pictures to try and explain how you're putting the pieces together. So, um, while I would encourage anyone, uh, who has an idea, I know Rob and the group have had some other folks on who've invented some really cool things. Uh, it is, it is a, it is a, uh, time consuming and a emotional draining process. Um, but if you come out on the other side with it, you know, it's again, something that is very unique and for the next, you know, 20 years, you get to be the only person, you know, who can, uh, talk about it and, and, and use it for hopefully good. And it, obviously, ben, like I mentioned earlier, benefiting society is, uh, is an important part of that process. Um, if Rob is going to put me on the spot and ask me, am I ever going to do it again? The chances are probably zero. <laughs> um, that being said, uh, Every time we look at, hey, wait, you know, this did that, but if we just tweaked it a little bit. So uh, I, I, while I say that, you know, half tongue in cheek, I suspect there'll probably be a, uh, another version of what we're working on at some point. Uh, obviously, uh, we have to make sure that we can put the time commitment in because we don't want to go down that path and, and, and come up short. But it, it is a, uh, especially for someone like myself who's not as uh, detailed oriented. Uh, or 
my uh, organizational skills, again, to put it mildly, uh, I think lacking would probably be a, a good way to describe it. So it really was an exercise in becoming more focused. So it helped me not just in the patent process, but realizing the need to put attention towards some more detail just in, in day-to-day aspects of life. So I, uh, while we got the patent itself, which is terrific, there were some valuable, not just business, but life lessons that were learned uh, throughout the process. So it was uh, uh, educational in that regard. So while, you know, it's, it's a, uh, Rob made, uh, made mention about being the entrepreneur aspect of it, uh, it really does, because that is the, you know, the true pride of ownership because, you know, you helped make something. Hopefully that will, will make a difference. That'll do it for this episode of Mirror Minutes. Again, I'm your host, James Holland. Thank you for investing a little time with us. If you'd like to check out our website, it's fix401k.com. If you enjoyed the content, please reach out and make a comment on whatever you view the podcast on. If you like what you heard today, please leave us a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice.